Joining me today is David Jacoby from Hostfully to talk about the 2021 report on hospitality trends in the vacation rental industry that was released just over a week ago. And David's going to give some more insights into industry patterns and trends. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you, recording today from my studio in Ontario. I'm back home for the holidays, and of course, it's nice to be here, but not saying I'm not counting the days before we turn around, get back in the the truck, and head back down south again. It's great being home, seeing the kids for Christmas. But I need to be back the other side of the border before they shut it again. And I'm a bit wary that this is going to happen before our scheduled time for, to depart. So we're sort of ready. Half an hour's notice is all, is all we need. If they, if they came on and said, we are shutting the border tomorrow, we could be there and crossing the border before the shutters come down. I'm hoping that's not going to be the case. But you just never know. It's been a weird year, hasn't it? A really weird year. We thought 2020 was weird, but 2021 is now rounding off to be even weirder. We thought this we thought this was coming to an end, didn't we? And then here we go, another variant, and away we go again. So yeah, that aside, you know, I'm I was so happy down in Alabama. It doesn't people don't seem to be talking about it. It's there's no panic, there's no fear. If you want to wear a mask, you do so. If you don't, you don't. You can go into restaurants. If you get sick, then you're probably treated like a grown-up. And I think I should probably stop talking because I have some views on on how the the Canadians are treating us, how our government looks at, uh, at its people. And I know that uh, that the government has sort of kept us safe for the last two years, but it gets to the point where they've got to let they've got to let us flee the nest and fend for ourselves at some point. So enough of that. Enough of that. Today I'm talking about 2021 and I'm talking about it to David Jacoby from Hostfully. And I talk to David every year, or have certainly have done for the past couple of years, about the annual report on hospitality trends in the vacation rental industry. Now, this report was released just over a week ago, if you're listening to this on publication date in late December. And I'm always super interested to, to read this report. It comes from a survey of both hosts and property managers and they are asked a wide variety of questions on different topics ranging from, you know, how we use software, what growth strategies we're going to be implementing or that we have implemented. What are the challenges that we faced in short-term rental management? What's got easier? And the guest experience, of course. 
So David joins me to talk about this report in a little bit more depth. I've read it. It's super interesting. You can download it on the Hostfully website. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to go there and download that report. But I've read it and I've got some questions that I am going to be asking him. So listen in as I talk to David from Hostfully. So it is, once again, great to have you with me, David. Thank you so much for joining me from Hostfully to talk about the uh, 2021 report on hospitality trends in the vacation rental industry. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Uh, This is always a highlight of the holiday season. So uh, happy (laughs) holidays, happy new year to you. And uh, thank you. Well, well, thank you because uh, you know you you bring this now. How many years is this? Is this the third year you've our done this? Fifth, or fifth our year. Fifth wow. Annual study. Wow. I remember talking to you about it in Las Vegas, which was several years ago. Yes. Now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I, I just you know I've, I've read the reports each year, and certainly the last three and the quality of the information included is just growing year on oh, year. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, you know, it, as, as a property manager myself, I'm looking at it and looking at it from two perspectives. One as, you know, the property manager side of me and the other is, you know, this is interesting and I want to share it with everybody. But, you know, certainly from, from a property manager perspective, there's, there's some really interesting interesting things. One of which I think which every property manager would mention is that it is so nice to hear that there's other people thinking the same things. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you just give me a background to the, the whole survey? What, what prompted it five years ago to kick this off and, and what has made it improve so much year on year? Yeah, I really think you, you hit the nail on the head of just knowing other people are out there thinking about that stuff. So uh, some background on the survey. This is our fifth year, and it really has grown. Uh, we started it back when we hostfully was just digital guidebooks, and we realized we didn't really have much data out there on guidebooks and guest communications and kind of the hospitality guest experience side of running a vacation rental business. So since there wasn't much data, we decided to to get the data. So we put a survey out there that really focused on that specifically. And then we've grown over the years. And as Hostfully itself has grown, we've now become a full-scale property management mm-hmm. software. We've, we've added more questions to the survey. And it's great to see consistent questions year after year as good benchmarking data now and to be able to see trends, especially over the past couple of years with, with COVID. And what you said is, is really true. We, we feel and we hope this offers validation to property managers. You know, if you're a PM, you're, you're often operating in a void and, and having benchmarking data is important. Uh, so the survey, we, we hope, helps property managers uh, as well as individual hosts. We have, we have lots of small, you know, property managers with a few portfolio, with a few properties in their portfolio that, that filled out the survey. And, and we hope that it helps them validate what they're doing and track if what they're doing really matches the overall industry trend um, and help them make pivots uh, as necessary. So hopefully they can you know, rethink some of their processes or why a certain growth strategy that they tried didn't work or why it did work and just know that other people are trying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, there's, there's a lot to unpack in this report. 
and and I'm going to take it sort of um, not quite page by page, sure. um, but just just kick off just with the overview of the report, and and that's where you know once again me as a property manager came in and thought, oh yeah, this this is what we've been seeing. Um, you know, most vacation rental companies operating outside urban areas saw an incredible rebound after 2020. Well, yes, you know, we certainly did. And demand outpaced supply in most markets. And I, I certainly heard from property managers I met at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit earlier in December that the, you know, the demand was just phenomenal in 2021. And then you go on to say that, you know, there's pitfalls as well. And we experienced those pitfalls for sure that uh, guests who hadn't traveled much during the pandemic. And, and of course, and for us in particular, because all our, you know, up here in Canada, everybody had to stay home. We weren't traveling anywhere. So we were, we were seeing guests that had never experienced rentals before. And they'd experienced resorts and cruises and hotels. And you said here they were looking for perfection. And, and I'm guessing you heard that from a, from a lot of people that, that, expectations were super high. Oh, yes, absolutely. So a lot, lot to uncover there, uh, some related to guest expectations. And really, this was their first time for many people staying in vacation rentals. And we kind of saw this before the pandemic, but really into the pandemic, the expectations of the guests has changed and the, the bar has really been raised, especially with regards to guest communications. Um, so we're kind of jumping ahead. I know we're going to talk about guest communications yeah. Yeah. a bit later and how, how important that is. Uh, but also the comment that you made about about demand, you really see, independent from this report, you really see the OTAs acknowledging that uh, Airbnb, for example, with all the changes they made with with regard to searching. So to try to broaden it up and make it easier for people to search in different places because they knew they didn't have the supply in one area. So, hey, how about we find <laughs> another place for you? And Verbo, for example, kind of trying to poach. Airbnb hosts and having this whole big campaign where they'll feature you if you're already uh, listed on another platform, but not on Verbo, you know, you'll get the credit and you'll get the reviews and, and, and higher ranking. So they're really trying to get their supply and you hear about Expedia just constantly pulling from Verbo to get more, more properties on Expedia. Uh, so you're seeing that in general and, and the report really confirmed a lot of that information. So most, there were 60 uh, percent of the respondents reported more competition uh, in the, in their area, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they uh, of the people who reported more competition, their income increased thirty two percent. So that that's good news. Uh, it, it makes me think of uh, McDonald's and Burger King when Burger King was just getting started. Their research of where to have a location was based on where there were McDonald's. So just go and put up <laughs> put up a Burger King right down the street. They knew that's where the demand was. So mm -hmm. so why not go and do that? But also one other thing on the on the flip side, you're seeing less competition in some places too. So before the pandemic, only three percent of respondents said there was less competition in their area. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, 18% said there was less competition. And in 2021, 16% said there was less competition. So there's these weird, big changes going on in, in market dynamics. The pandemic has caused many places to have less competition, yet those with more competition are reporting more revenue as well. Yeah, it was interesting. I've made a note here 
And I said, you know, over 60% of respondents noted more competition in their markets, but not as much as pre-pandemic. So if you and, and that's you know where you've got this benchmarking and you can see these the, these um, these charts and that's where I went. I thought, oh, that's that's interesting that in 2019, you know, more people were reporting that there was a lot more competition than the, than they did in 2021. Yes, yeah. So there's there's big swings. You see it both ways. Also across the board, though, 84 percent said that they made uh, in 2021, they had an increase in revenue. So, oh. you know, 2020 was tough. And in 2020, only 39% reported that they had an increase in revenue. Of course, that makes perfect sense. So uh, in general, as a, a market trend, we're, we're seeing things rebound. <laughs> On the flip side, that also means 16% did even worse mm-hmm. in 2021 than they did in 2020. So there, there have been a few that have been struggling. So how did this reflect on, on you know, destination versus urban markets? I mean, clearly, once this pandemic struck, you know, everybody was heading to the mountains and the beaches and anywhere where there weren't, any, there weren't the people. Sure. Yeah. There, I don't think there's any surprises with that. O- overall, the rural markets, cottages, beaches, cabins, farms, nature retreats, they did a lot better. Some of the urban markets really struggled in the rebound. You know, we've been hearing from some of our urban property managers that business is bouncing back, but you know, who knows what the latest variant, what's going to happen. You're starting to see conferences, more more conferences Mm -hmm. coming back. So that's been helping drive some of, some of the urban Um, perhaps next year, urban property managers will will have a bounce back year uh, the same way other property managers did this year. Yes. That would be good to see. I mean, certainly if um, New Orleans was anything to go by. um... Oh yes. We missed you. (laughs) Oh yeah. New Orleans. We miss you in San Antonio and, yeah, I heard New Orleans was a blast. Congratulations to you on your big award. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was an absolute honour to receive that, and a, and a huge surprise as well. So so thank you. Nice. Um, let's talk about growth because you say in the report it's the great rebound of of twenty twenty one. What are managers? What what type of strategies are managers implementing? to grow their companies. I mean, I know what we're doing and, and actually, and I'll, I'll say this, that, you know, it's, it's taking more properties on board and we're not having, we're not trying. We have, do not have to try since September. I think if a day goes past and, and that every day since September, if we have not had two or three owner inquiries, then we're wondering whether the internet has gone down. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there you go. You kind of stole my thunder. So a big change this past <laughs> year is that hosting managers, they really focused on growing their portfolio. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, we saw respondents kind of stop and pause on portfolio growth and really focus on different new marketing strategies and, and generally just trying to stay afloat. Uh, so it's interesting to see that shift this year, not just in growing portfolio, but many other strategies now as well. They feel like they can just try stuff now that they can breathe again. So increasing rates or implementing dynamic pricing or adding other software. And in fact, the one thing, you know, again, stealing my thunder with your, your <laughs> comment about just getting, getting properties on board, marketing, improving marketing was actually the only growth strategy that companies used more in 2020 than in 2021. And this makes sense as, as last year, there was kind of an urgency to mm-hmm. target new and different markets, right? To either try to get more local guests or first responders or, or long-term stays. And they kind of figured that out 
last year. And so this year they were able to, to reset and focus on other growth strategies like in, in increasing their portfolio. So were you asking questions, getting them looking forward to 2022 as well? Yes. And, and that was the same thing. So increasing, increasing their portfolio. Uh, you know, very few people said it last year. This year, that was a, a big trend and that's going to continue next year. Um, upselling, it's funny with upselling. Uh, we ask people about that. So like mid-stay clean, cleaning or an early check-in or a late checkout or other concierge services, ground transportation, groceries pre-arrival, uh, fun stuff like that. And everyone has the best of intentions. So that, that was a big one for next year. 30 to 45% every year uh, say that they plan to implement more upselling next year. But then the next year, only 10% say they actually did implement it. So it's a tough nut to crack. You know, it's, it's outside of the core focus. Um, a lot of software, and maybe we'll talk more about this later, a lot of software doesn't offer it. Uh, so, so we'll see. You're starting to see a little bit more of a trend, but ask me again next year and we'll see if people made that commitment and stuck to it. Um, well, one thing that, uh, that I found really useful with this report this year, I mean, you've always had um, sort of experts, commenters on the reports. This year, you've, you've, you've changed it around a bit and you have some of the top people in the industry commenting on different parts of the report. And Matt Landau, as ever, gave a great comment where he talked about the seismic shift from operations to strategy. So, you know, when you talk about up upselling and people thinking about it for next year, it's more of a strategic move that, that we all think about each year. But he's saying that winning markets now, and he says it's about true strategic differentiation. Brands are the first, the only, or the best in any given category in their markets and have the unfair advantage. And I love his quote, a golden age of vacation rental growth is upon us. <laughs> Trust Matt to give us the, the quote of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. He's, he's great with that. I, I love that. He's been, he's been talking a lot about that. And that goes back to what you and I were saying at the beginning, too, about guest expectations that, you know, the bar is a lot higher. So before it was just having, you know, having a clean place and you're in your good. But now now you really need to go above and beyond on that and make sure you're over communicating and make sure you have just the little things that really separate you from from more of the the chainy big big box vacation rentals that are that are that are more McDonald's. Yeah. So how can how can you be different? Well this is it. What he says, you know, it's the first it brands that are the first, the only or the best in any mm -hmm. given category have have an advantage. And and I can see that. We talk a lot in on on the uh, podcast about differentiation and about niche markets and you know, you find that market and you you will have that advantage because you stand out amongst all the rest. So we'll see how that goes. And I, you know, that's one of my predictions that we are going to see more niche markets as we go into uh, the, the next couple of years. Thanks to you also for being an expert. You're in the report. So everyone make sure to download the report at the very least to see what Heather has to say. Uh, and, and yes, in the past, we've had like three or four or five expert insights. And this year we kind of went, went all out and got over 20 different experts providing their feedback. And it's pretty fun to see. It is. And, and really, you, as a, once again, as a property manager, to actually see not just the results in a report, you know, the statistics, the dry 
I hate to say it, David, but statistics can be dry, yeah, can't they? Sure. <laughs> Even with your commentary. Um, but to have these uh, comments from these people who are so invested in the industry was was super helpful. And really, you know, these insights give you a lot of food for thought. So you're absolutely right. People need to go and download this. There will be a link at the uh, on the show notes. Awesome. And, uh, and you get to talk about it at the end too. Okay, what about challenges? What are hosts and managers saying are their biggest challenges? Oh, boy, where to begin? So, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite questions in the report, we ask this every year, uh, if you could wave a magic wand and, and make something better, take away your biggest challenge, what, what would that be? And we have some kind of pickless answers and then also some open-ended areas where people can write stuff and then we, we kind of aggregate that information too. So technology is was number one uh, again that's a big one so a third of the respondents said technology and what does that mean so guest communications automation centralization guest vetting and background checks integrations reporting calendar management there, there's a whole lot that kind of falls under that bucket so maybe maybe it's a little unfair but we then drill down and, and for those who do say technology we, we ask for more questions um, around that uh, and is uh, there's a big difference between the larger property managers and smaller property managers. So larger property managers are those who said technology. It was really around guest communication. So sixty mm-hmm. percent of the larger property managers said guest communications was it, uh, and that kind of makes sense because they have so many guests that they're dealing with, and whether it's texts or emails or phone calls, just making sure that they that everyone has the information that they need. Um, that that gets harder as as you scale, and only like around twenty percent said that. For, for the smaller property managers. On the flip side, the smaller property managers, they said automation and centralization. So that wasn't on, on the map at all for larger property managers. And that's because the smaller property managers, they don't have a property management software mm-hmm. um, or other software to really help them with, with their workflows. So you, you see this in a later section uh, as well, where we ask about the most valuable software and the smaller property managers, they're talking about like their Microsoft Office suite, or their their Google Google suite, or or even the OTs themselves, like Airbnb, is their is, is their most valuable software. Another challenge too that appeared on the map for the first time was uh, guest vetting, specifically within technology. So uh, you see that with um, you know companies like AutoHost and, and safely doing background checks, and and that's that wasn't really on the map before, maybe because they're greeting people in person less because of COVID and they, they want to put in some more systems to, to really vet that guest. And then outside of technology, cleaning mm-hmm. was, was number two. Uh, and, and that makes sense. Everyone's been talking about that nonstop the past two years. I, I think the most insightful piece of information that we, we gained from this was the difference in cleaning as a challenge in 2020 versus 2021. In 2020, the challenge was implementing systems to make sure you're meeting these new cleaning protocols. So maybe putting in a, a breezeway or a properly or some kind of checklist to make sure this place, you know, this spot was cleaned in a certain way that wasn't before. And in 2021, it was about staffing. Mm-hmm. That that was the biggest challenge on cleaning. So some a few anecdotal uh, responses to, to read. I, I pulled these up. So one said hiring cleaners, the good ones are booked and our turnover has been high as ever in the last six months, get hold of a competent cleaning team that does not break the bank 
and find a reliable and competent house cleaning company. It has been almost impossible in our rural area. We and I, I echo that. And you know, we we have we have many of our owners who drive the two and a half, three hours from Toronto for every changeover to do their own cleaning because they cannot find anybody that will do it. And, you know, rates of 80, 60 to $80 an hour for, for one person are not, yeah. you know, that's not unusual mm-hmm. because they Absolutely. know, they know they're in such massive, massive demand. So this is, this is going to, I know this is going to be a challenge for us as, as we go forward into 2022. But I think, you know, the hiring market across the board is probably, a, I must talk to Sue Jones again from HR for VR. Maybe we shall have her back on and talk about the, you know, mm-hmm. the hiring market and what we can do about it. Just going back to PMPs or PMS, whichever you post a property management yeah. platform or property management software, whichever you want to PMP. call it. It sounds so much better than PMS. PMS, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for PMP now. Um, I was interested in what Simon uh, Lehman said, talking about verticals and the companies that, are, that, that have come along in the past and they, they just have, you know, one uh, you know, one product and, and that's it. And you'd find with, I think with the smaller property management companies where they're bolting on all these different pieces of technology onto a very simple PMP. And then of course, on the other hand, you have the all in ones, you know, and, and that of course is the Holy grail, isn't it? To find, to find an all in one PMP that really does meet the needs of, uh, of every aspect of the operation. It's yes, it's really hard. That is the holy grail, and, and does does the holy grail exist? I, you know, there's there's two two schools of, of thoughts as you see this evolution. One is having one module after another after another within within a property management software, and there's lots of benefits to having to having it flow that way. And those, you know, frankly, those demo really well because you can see it going in the way the demo is but once things fall a little bit outside because your operations are a little different then it it could get a little tricky so there's also you're seeing this huge ecosystem of niche software providers that that you know go 110 percent on solving one pain point mm-hmm. and and being able to, to integrate with the property management softwares and do that because because really no property management software is going to be able to do turnover and management as well as Breezeway or properly or turnover BNB. And they, they all do it differently as well, right? So everyone yep. has different needs. Uh, and one software is going to solve the problems for one versus another. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's kind of two ways I see it growing there. And it's, and it's interesting to see how the industry evolves. Uh, you know, on, on, on that note, to jump in ahead a little bit. So, so much to talk about, uh, but we, we do ask people what their favorite property management uh, or what their most valuable software is. And people talk about property management software. Uh, they mentioned 28 different property management softwares. And for those who didn't mention property management software and mentioned something else, they, they actually mentioned 28. It's a coincidence. Coincidence, 28 other software ranging from Zapier to Zoho to Facebook to Canva to Trello, in addition to what you'd expect of like Price Labs and Wheelhouse and Breezeway and Properly and, and AutoHost uh, for background checks. So it really is a whole, a whole range. And finally, circling back to the, the biggest challenge, we also talk about what's gotten, we ask people what's gotten easy. 
And it's interesting to see that the same categories, the same buckets appear in both questions. So marketing, guest communications, turnover and cleaning, pricing. Uh, so one year, it's a challenge for them. And then they go out and solve it, mm-hmm. right? The vacation rental managers are very entrepreneurial. No, one's, no one graduates in a d- degree in vacation rental management. They're all coming from different backgrounds. They, they have different operations. They have different challenges. And then they go out there and they find a solution. And the next year, they report back that it's gotten easier. Yeah, I did um, notice you, you said a noteworthy result came from the segment that indicated guest communications had got easier. Um, again, my... Community, um, my experience is that we implemented text messaging this year. I mean, you know, we know our company, we've been going for 20 years. We've now implemented text messaging nice. and, and it was revolutionary. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know, it reduced the problems and the issues by around 50%. And, you know, in, in a summer that was chaotic, that was, it was a monumental change. So, uh, yeah, and just a little thing like sending a text instead of an email. Yes, ab- absolutely. Uh, guest communications in general, that was a recurring trend throughout the report where people were saying that it was a challenge and they were spending extra time focusing on it. They're doing it oftentimes through their property management platform, but you're seeing lots of, again, not every property management platform solves, solves that. And, and you're seeing it now through, through standalone third-party tools, um, whether it's something like, like Breezeway, I've mentioned them a couple of times now, or also other companies like Akia, A-K-I-E, and TextRequest. Uh, you're starting to see these, these texting companies that weren't in vacation rentals or are moving into vacation rentals. And you know, I think in a COVID world, spending extra time maybe over-communicating is important. And uh, with guest communications, they, they said their software, people who have used it, it increased from 11% uh, to 21% uh, in, in 2021. So it pretty much doubled those that implemented it. Yeah, you touched on something there just about, you know, ne- needing those extra extra touch points in the communication during during COVID. And I've certainly, you know, for us, we found that because there were so many new users of this type of accommodation, they, ha- they had no clue, you know, will there be food? <laughs> um, questions like that will there be food what happens if we run out of toilet paper yeah um, just being able to answer those being able to create frequently asked questions and you know use it using digital guidebooks that sort of thing the, the, just everything the whole guest communication area seemed to dominate us this year in, in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of um, you know how it impacted our productivity Yes. So guest experience is kind of like the bigger umbrella and, and guest communications falls under that. And that's yeah. a big part of it this year. Interestingly, uh, uh, another high, um, high number was with smart devices and home automation. So I think we're in terms of the guest experience, uh, having, uh, having smart devices, not just smart locks as well, but, you know, having echo devices and, and other, other smart uh, devices in the home to, uh, to help with the experience. And then digital guidebooks, of course, that's always near and dear, warm to my heart. Uh, there was a big jump from 2019 to 2020 with digital guidebooks, of, of course, because of the pandemic. And it just made, made a lot of sense. So uh, it went from 24% of property managers using digital guidebooks to 55%. It more than doubled from 2019 to 2020. And then it basically stayed the same uh, in, in 2021. It didn't grow much. 
uh, but hard copies decreased a lot. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, 77% were still using uh, hard copy, and that went down to 49%. So I kind of have this picture of these hard copies in 2020 when COVID hit being in, in the listing, and then they kind of got maybe a little raggedy and used, and, and when they threw them out, they just didn't replace it, right? <laughs> they just got rid of it. So thankfully, only 5% of property managers only use hard copy now and, and nothing else. And, and uh, 92% of property managers um, share recommendations digitally, whether it's through a guidebook or through just sending it in a text and email or having it on their, their online, um, on, their web, on their own website, stuff like that. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's more options now for, for the whole you know, digital information sharing you know, whether it be a web app or, a, or, or an ordinary app or the, the sort of guest view guide type of thing, which goes on the wall, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is really neat. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually an open-ended question, too, on how do they share information, uh, both local recommendations as well as information about the home. So there was a wide variety of responses from people saying, oh, you know, my favorite local Facebook pages or, or recommending third-party concierge services or for information in the home, like just having signs all over the place. Uh, but most popular too, because people are used to this now when they go to restaurants or QR codes. A lot of people are starting to use QR codes in the home to like explain how to use the coffee maker or the laundry or how to turn the TV on. I love that. Yes, we, we, we now have a, a, a card that is in every home that, uh, that has a QR Uh, The QR code for the digital guide, you know, just get in there, check it out and it will direct you to the, to the right page. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a late comer to some of this technology. I've always said I was an early adopter, but then technology went too fast and I started to lag behind. But now I just see the huge benefits in using any easier way of, of educating guests and conveying information to them because one thing we've never been able to do over the, over the course of the history of vacation rentals i think is to get guests to read <laughs> yes A- absolutely and uh, they still don't read stuff <laughs> one and anecdotally what i hear from our customers that, that use our guidebooks is that is still true even even with our guidebooks they'll still get tons and tons of questions from the guests that's in there um, but there definitely are some ways to to decrease that. Uh, a, a couple a couple things. First of all, is making sure you include the vital check in details, like even the address and, and other kind of. There's a, a um, check in code and all the all that information. Include that in the guidebook and just in the guidebook, and n- not in the email, the welcome email that you send to the guests. And you say, here's all the information that you need about your trip click here, including check-in. So now they're going to, gonna they have to in order to get in. And they're going to see this is a guidebook that has lots of other information mm-hmm. as well. So that's going to decrease the amount of questions that you get. So num- that's number one. Number two, if you do get a question from a guest and the answer is in the guidebook, don't respond in the text or the email with the answer. Instead, you you respond with a link that takes them to that section of the guidebook. And and we had one client that say that, that they do that. And now they don't get a second question from that guest because now yeah. the guest knows, okay, <laughs> the information really is in here. 
Yes, yeah, and I, that that is that is super important because we, you know, it's a constant training exercise, isn't it? <laughs> because we we may be savvy with all this technology, but many of our guests aren't, and and for many of them, it is it is very very new. It is very very yes. new. I mean, you still go to. You know, I still find it surprising to go to airports and you're going through boarding and people are still carrying full pieces of, of paper, you know, boarding information. So more and more are carrying phones, but you still see, and it's, 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 a, it's a demographic. Yeah. Quite often, you know, this is our demographic. It's, it's the, the older, you know, the, the older demographic who are perhaps a little bit later coming into this, this whole notion of digital information. Yes. Yeah. It's really fun seeing the combination too, kind of bringing it all together where we talk about the guest communications with the automating texting and, and emails and the guidebooks um, and, and seeing them used together where like a day, not only what I said of, of the welcome email, having a link to the guidebook, but a day after a guest checks in, sending a, a, a check-in text to them with a link to the recommendation section. Hey, just a reminder, here's, here are my favorite restaurants. Uh, go check, go check these out. Or a day before the guest leaves, uh, texting them a link to the checkout section of the guidebook. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is kind of where the, the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts when you start adding on different pieces of software. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would say, is there anybody is is listening out there that is not using digital guidebooks? You just got to do this. <laughs> you know, there, there's still a lot of you who are. You know, still using the the old paper books, and I, I've got nothing against that because if I go to a vacation rental, I quite like sitting back with a drink when I get there and just having the book in my lap. You know, I I still read paperbacks, not not Kindles. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good to have both. You know, it's yeah. good to have that, especially when you're on vacation, right? You don't you don't want to be on your phone. All the time. So there's a time and a place for the digital guidebook and there's a time and a place to have some, some hard copy stuff as well. Yep. So you may have both, but certainly, you know, not at least that 4% of people, of, of managers, hosts who are just using the uh, hard copy, no doubt that will decrease and maybe just disappear. It'd be interesting to see if that disappears next year. All right. Let's talk about direct booking because this year there's been, you know, a plethora of online summits and and even physical conferences devoted to direct booking. So last year in the survey, you recorded what you called a notable increase in direct bookings and suggested that hosts and managers would be unlikely to abandon the strategy going forward. What's this year's survey telling you? Yes. The same, the same thing. I, the, you saw this trend before COVID. People were, you talk about it all the time, Heather. People are talking about uh, increasing their brand and, and getting a customer for life that's staying with you every year. They go on vacation to, to Tahoe or the Jersey Shore. And, and we're seeing that, that trend continue. I think it only uh, was exacerbated by the whole kind of cancellation ordeal that Airbnb had at the very beginning of the pandemic where a lot of, uh, you know, hosts, they, they, it went against the cancellation policies, right. That, that were in place. So uh, that was a wake up call, I think, to a lot of property managers that they need to diversify a little bit more. Uh, so you're seeing people get their own direct bookings websites and really focusing on having guests, uh, do repeat bookings, um, as well as new direct bookings. Uh, you're, you're also seeing a, a big difference in this in portfolio size. So the, the larger property managers, not 
terribly surprising are doing a much better job at this. So for those that had under 50 properties, around 50% of their reservations were from Airbnb. And between um, 12 and 20 were from Verbo. And direct bookings was approximately 18%. Um, but if you had 50 properties or more, Airbnb was basically tied with Verbo. Airbnb was 21% of your of your bookings and 19% was was Verbo. And direct bookings was 44%. So larger property managers, they've been working at it for a while. They know they know how to, to increase their distribution outside of Airbnb, um, as well as get more direct bookings. We're also seeing the multi-channel approach is working. We asked people where else they, they list, and there was a wide variety. Marriott is, is starting to get popular, so they're really making a big play, of course, into the vacation rental with the homes and villas mm-hmm. uh, department. And as, who knows how long uh, business travel is, is going to take to resume, but as business travel gets better, you're, you're going to see them improve a lot too, because business folks want to use their points that they get from traveling and staying in hotels. And then when they go on vacation, they'll stay in a vacation rental. And then you're seeing other places like Plum, Plum Guide and all these niche sites. So mm-hmm. CHBO, corporate housing by owner. Uh, and don't forget Bud and Breakfast. Uh, I, I just saw that, that one. I, I'm just <laughs> looking at this list and I saw Bud and Breakfast. So what what is that one? Uh, I think it's a marijuana 420 friendly site. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, the, I, I looked through this list and there's a lot in here that I, I don't, I, you know, some I recognize, some I don't recognize. I know there's plenty of others. You know, we use Fab Stays. Mm-hmm. We've been advertising on Fab yep. Stays. We've, where else? And Mr. B&B as well. Related yeah. To that. Go Lightly, uh, female focus. Yes. Yes. I met the Go Lightly team at, um, in, in New Orleans. Dog friendly, of course, you know, the, there's been a huge increase in, in people bringing pets into their homes during the pandemic. You know, the whole pandemic puppy thing, which unfortunately is, is having the opposite effect now as shelters are filling up because people are, don't want these dogs anymore. Oh, really? Which is, oh. yeah, we've, we've, we've in, uh, here in Ontario, our shelters are full to, full to overflowing when a year ago you could not find a pet. Mm-hmm. But people are now returning them because now they're going back to work. So, however, that, that's, that's another topic. That was, well, <laughs> since you brought that up, too, that, that's actually Airbnb just made a whole big thing out of making it uh, a lot more searchable, easy to search for pet-friendly places. So they, yeah. they've realized the importance of that. Verbo has actually added, um, added that, made it more prevalent in, in search features. And, um, and, and Airbnb is good at kind of adding something and making it public to everyone before they add it to the API. Uh, so we had, we had a lot of customers that wanted to, to add that feature and they had to wait a few more weeks for, for us to build it because it wasn't in the API yet, but finally, finally it's there. So yes, that's definitely been a big focus lately and, and the big OTAs realize that. And I, th- I think as, as people are finding these, these new sites to, to advertise on that, you know, that they're, they're fitting in with the niches that are, are growing up. So th- there will be sites that will, will grow to meet that need. So yeah, that really interesting. Um, you have a section on COVID-19. I'm going to ignore that one. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had enough talking about COVID-19 for the last 20 months, unless you really want to add something from your research into that. Uh, no, other than everyone agrees, you know, people, we, we, in terms of what the biggest challenge is, obviously last year, COVID was one of the options and that was, that was high. And this year, no one, no one really put that as a big 
deal. They were focused on other challenges on improving their business and not really, you know, blaming or, or focusing all their energy on COVID specifically. Yeah. So, so we're just going to pass on, on COVID. So if, if there was one thing that came out of this survey, David, that, that you would say is, is super impactful for people for 2022, what would you say that one thing was? I'm, oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I, you maybe, that one. Uh, at the risk of, of repeating myself, the fact that there's solutions out there, I, I just, I really love that, that people use such a wide variety of tools to help them run their business. You know, if you've seen the operations of one property manager, you've seen the operations of one property manager. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no streamlined process where everyone does the same thing. And to see how diverse the ecosystem is, whether it's the listing websites that we just talked about or the different software tools to help them run their business or just the way they approach guest communications from actually making phone calls to automating. Uh, there's, there's a wide variety of solutions. Property managers are entrepreneurial. And if you have a challenge, just, just look into it, ask other property managers, do some research, and, and there's probably going to be a solution for you. Um, and I'll, I'll just add in something here. I, I interviewed Jennifer Frankenstein-Harris of um, New Smyrna or Ocean Beach Condos, which she has since sold a while back. And she said one of the value, most valuable things that she did was to go visit other property managers. Nice. To go and, you know, take two, three days out, go and stay with them, just, you know, walk with them as they, as they, as they walked and operate with them as they operated and just um, shadow for a couple of days. And she said that was, she would bring back such valuable information to help her with her business. So as you say, you know, what one property manager uses is what one property manager uses. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I, I know that's something that I want to be doing in 2022 is going out and about and, you know, calling up a few people and saying, can I come and land on your doorstep and shadow you for a few days and see what you do? And I think this is, we, we are so inclusive as a vacation rental community that I think that this is something that perhaps we should do much more often. Amen. Absolutely. So it's great to have conferences back, um, but that's also different from what you're talking about. It's still great to connect with people at conferences and trade best practices, but actually going to someone's location and seeing hands-on what they're doing. Uh, Shout out to our friend Matt Landau too and the Home Runners series he's doing. It's fun to see him kind of documenting that, tracking Mm -hmm picking a property manager specifically and doing a deep dive, spending a lot of time with them and seeing how they're running their business. So I'm excited for that series to launch. Yeah. And I, th- I it's just, it's just so much fun, actually. I, I spent time with uh, Andy <laughs> Medic of Sea Change Vacation Rentals in, in Delaware. And we're, we're producing a, a, a new little podcast, which will be coming out very shortly. And just talking to him about what happens in his company and it mirrors so much of what happens in, in mine. And, you know, he's in Delaware and we're in Ontario, Canada. And, and it's just that, I don't know, corroboration of, I'm not sure if that's the right word, uh, validation, validation that what we're doing is actually, I think we're doing the Amen. right thing because it can be, an, it can be very isolating being a, a property manager or an operator if you don't go out and network. Indeed, indeed. So hopefully our report can help with that as well. And, but it's, it's a little easier to, to read the report than go 
to another property manager and spend time with them. Uh, Heather, I have one question for you. What do you have one big goal in terms of your operations next year? Is there any you know specific software or any just change in, in operations that you're looking to make? Um, we are we, we're our growth strategy is owner acquisition, big time, and we actually we, with the with the, um with guest communications and the guest experience, which we covered off this year, we think we're, we're pretty happy with that. But for us, it's streamlining the onboarding, the new owner onboarding. That mm-hmm. is the most important thing for us. And interestingly enough, there is not, a, I mean, Vintori do a fabulous job. And, and I've had Brooke Fouts on the show a couple of times talking about, you know, the, the whole owner acquisition onboarding process. But, and I know they have some proprietary software that, that helps in the onboarding process. But I, I would actually like to see something that's independent, perhaps out there, that anybody mm-hmm. can buy into and that is, you know, w- without having to c- commit to anything else. So, because I think onboarding and securing new owners for a long period of time is such an important thing and it's not it's not something that you see out there people talking about a huge amount couldn't agree more and i actually think that's a big gap in property management softwares in general there's oftentimes an owner portal where they after you get an owner they can log in and see when their place is being rented and how much they're making but in terms of having real detailed operations to help facilitate the onboarding mm-hmm. of a new property uh that that is a gap yeah that's so so that, that's what i'm looking for in 2022 all right i believe in you you can do it <laughs> hey david it's always a pleasure having you um you know tell us tell us a little bit more about what hostfully does outside of the report sure Thank you. Uh, so we are a um, full service tip to tail property management software. We help property managers uh, run their whole business from uh, channel management to email uh, and, and text template and triggers to owner's portal, as we just mentioned. We are the only property management software in North America to be a preferred partner for Vervo, Airbnb, and Booking.com. So that's them saying that we are preferred partners and our our integration is in the the elite category um so we're really thrilled about that pat on the back we're uh keystone award winner matt landau and terry white's keystone awards to both both years they had it we won for for best vacation rental software uh we also have standalone digital guidebook solution so it's beautifully integrated with our property management software but we have over and we have over thirty thousand hosts in 80 countries uh, that are using our digital guidebooks with every property management software and no property management software to provide a, a five-star guest experience uh, to, to all their guests. That was great. Oh, well, that was a great elevator pitch, that one. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, been an absolute pleasure having you on again, David. I will look forward to meeting online again next year to talk about the 2022 report. Maybe we'll get together in person. Oh. Awesome. And one more thing I forgot to say, too, to plug the URL for the report for those who don't see your show notes, uh, hostfully.com slash 2021 report. Very easy. So it's free. Please go download it there. And I'd love to hear your feedback. You can email me at david at hostfully.com. So that's hostfully.com slash 2021 report. Yes. And david at hostfully.com. Very simple, easy. Super. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Thank you, David, for, for, for joining me. And, uh, and we, will, we will talk again, uh, hopefully, sooner than a year. <laughs> and at, maybe I'll be at the 2 millionth download a year from now. <laughs> Congratulations on your upcoming 1 millionth download. You, you, you're amazing, Heather. Thanks for all you do uh, for the industry. And year after year, episode after episode, so much great content. It's, it's my pleasure. Well, thank you so much, David, for that. As I said in the beginning, it was a huge amount to unpack from that report. And I really do suggest that you go to hostfully.com forward slash 2021 report and download it. And of course, that will be on the show notes together with a few other links that uh, that we mentioned during the discussion. Uh, I love the way that Hostfully has grown over the over the years from from the digital guidebook right the way through to a full property management platform and i know of many people who are super satisfied with working with hostfully and and of course the keystone awards matt landau's and uh, and terry white's very comprehensive uh, research into these platforms put hostfully at the top for two years running so that that goes a long way Okay, that's it for for another week. I'm just approaching the hour and and I do try to keep to the hour. My erstwhile uh, editor, who is upstairs at the moment, waiting for this uh, to to land on his desk, would shoot me, I think, if I went over an hour with it. So I'd like to thank you very much for, for joining me and hopefully you have taken away some good material from this interview. And I'll be with you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.